Pokemon Legends Arceus. Hmm. It's uh, it's it's a game that we are both playing, and you are f- your father ahead than me. Yeah, I a little think. bit. Little okay. Bit. So there's a couple of things off the top. One, we gave Shay the week off because. I'm pretty sure this would have just been torture for him. <laughs> he would have just been sitting here, <laughs> I just think listening so. to the two of us. I mean, he could. I think it's better to be a listener of a podcast not on the call. I feel like is you know. I feel like we would have just been keeping him prisoner. Uh, we are gonna be very free with spoilers. So, oh yeah, if you are spoiler sensitive, there is no part of this conversation that will not be spoiler. Because for us to even begin talking about this game, we have to spoil something that otherwise wasn't spoken about. So yeah, if you are sensitive to that, you know, come back. I would say... Come if back you, in a month, maybe. Yeah, I would. what I'll say is if you've completed the main story, you'll be fine. Honestly, if you're like halfway through or something, I reckon you'll still be fine, honestly. But, but yeah. whatever you think for yourself. Uh, but, you know, come back when you finished it. So, all right. Yeah, and for context, I am uh, doing. I am in the middle of the final mission of the main story. Mike is uh, uh, finishing the post game. I'm way stuff. into the post game. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm into like so with me. I'm into like catching the legendaries part of the post game. You know, like there's right. always a bit of story. Yeah. Um, Wallace says, How like, many hours uh, do you oh, know you, you've put in the game? I'm I at wished, 26. I, I wished think. I would have checked, but I'm I'm way over 30. Like, okay. I'm probably 35, approaching 40 Makes hours. Sense. Makes um, sense. I completed the main story last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I just destroyed it uh, over the course of like a week. I just was really going for it. Uh, this is two reasons. One, uh, I wanted to make sure I had the main story beat for mm-hmm. this recording. And I knew that there was going to be like a, a week where I wasn't really going to be able to play very much. Uh, so I wanted to make sure I did it in two. Couldn't put it down. Um, that What I'll say is like, I don't want to spoil it too much. My thoughts in it doesn't mean I loved it. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But I just kept playing it. I guess the first, I've basically made a bunch of notes and you've added to them and, I, and yeah. I'd, I'd like to kind of just go through them because um, really it, it kind of encapsulates a lot of my thoughts on this game. I mean, I guess it's worth noting, you know, like Legends Arceus has been Arceus, Arceus. I think it is Arceus, but I can't stop. It's, I think it is Arceus. But yeah. I can't stop saying it one way or another. So I guess a few things about this game. Um, one, uh, critical success, uh, mm-hmm. surprising critical success. Yeah. Uh incredibly surprising sales success. Yes. Um in a week it sold 6.5 million copies. Uh this outpaced all other Nintendo Switch Pokemon titles. Uh this is up this is this has the potential to be the best selling Pokemon game. Um now there's a couple of things to this one, you know, being on the Switch uh just helps, right? This if you are a, a decent Switch game, as a lot of mm-hmm. Switches, right? So that can really help you. Um, I do not know, honestly, why this game sold so many copies in the first week. I do not know why. Well, I think there's a there's a bit of a pent up demand for like an actually new Pokemon title mm-hmm. because I mean the the Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes were remakes of, of an mm-hmm. old game, and like the the demand from Pokemon fans for actually new like a new game plus yep. the fact that it's got a totally new mechanic and setting I think that that also helps and a bunch of more people got a Switch for Christmas um, 
must be a combination of those factors, sure. but it's still but a Nintendo ton of and the copies. Pokemon company did an absolutely horrific job at marketing this game. Oh yeah. Like so bad. However, I have a theory about this. I think this was on purpose. Yeah, to surprise people, maybe? Well, I think it was one, they didn't want to overpromise because they didn't want another sword and shield situation. Right? Mm. So I think that they very purposely kept the marketing very reserved. I think that this game, I've seen some people put, like suggest this and I think it might be true. I think this game may have been a little bit more of a proof of concept. It does feel kind of like that in places. With the potential of expanding it out if people liked it. Um, and uh, I think that, that for that reason, they kind of kept it pretty low-key in their promotion and see what people thought of it. Um, but they genuinely, for, for that reason, I don't know why the first week sales were so strong. I would have maybe imagined the second week to be strong because the critical reception was good. But it was just surprising to me that so many people were ready to play this game immediately. Uh, but anyway, starts off and it's basically Pokemon Assassin's Creed. Yes. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about this like you are? <laughs> so this is Assassin's Creed, basically. You yeah. are taken from your current reality uh-huh. by Arceus, I assume, and you are basically you're taken to this older ancient world um, and you're given a mission of sorts Mm -hmm. and you're like and you're floating in this sort of like empty space that sort of defies the rules of time and space and you just it it very much reminded me of 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 Assassin's Creed and what's it called in Assassin's Creed the the Nucleus? No it's not called the Nucleus I I know what you mean I, I don't know. But yes, called. that. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay. But, and there's like, there's no context at the beginning as to what, like, do you have a life before this transportation to the older world? Uh, like, uh, do I you think come yes. from somewhere? Like, I, think I assume yes. you do. Well, I expect that the character is from Sinnoh. That was also my assumption, but it's also weird that later the character never explains their well, how origins. How would you know? They don't talk. Like, <laughs> they, how would you well, know? <laughs> that's also the thing. Like, that's also the thing that I want to address right away. This is a very chatty game. There's yeah. a lot of dialogue. Everybody talks and talks. So much talking, and, and I talks. will tell you right now. I okay. Story in Pokemon games. Yes. Okay. Always I'm glad been, we are. I'm you know, glad we are talking about this right away. Mm-hmm. Always been weird. Yeah. Um. Very uh pseudo religious in a lot of places and. Cr- uh, but also, but also weird. Like you're a, you're a child and your mother sends you off on your yeah, own. Yeah, that and, part is just like you know that you just got to accept like, that. Bit, you know? Like a nine year old fighting yeah, off. Go out fight for yourself, man. Live in the woods. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, but yes, <laughs> also like them. There's also that weird pseudo-religious yep. aspect of like, yep. oh, we do respect some Pokemon as like as gods, but only some of them, and and it's not but really just clear. in general. There's always this like, what do you believe in, and like faith yeah. and all that kind of stuff. This game, so to give a positive, obviously there's a from a story perspective, one of the things that I really enjoyed about this game is the overall general fear of Pokemon that everybody has, which I think is a really interesting 
way to approach it when before we understood them as people, we were scared of them. Exactly. And that there were some people that could or would control them. Everybody else kind of tried to stay out of their way. I liked that as an idea. My problem with the story in this game, in the kind of the middle, I had no clue what was going on. I did not understand what was happening. I could not tell the difference between the Diamond Clan and the Pearl Clan and who was who. And there were frequently times where I could not tell if someone was talking about a person or a Pokemon. I could not tell the difference because <laughs> some of the names that I am less familiar with. The, the, the names of... Some, so there are many characters. Mm -hmm. Some of the names are very uninspired, I think. And yep. they are kind of like Pokemon sounding yes. in a way. Yes. Especially if you're not familiar with some of the Pokemon from... There's a mix. There's a mix of all, of all Pokemon from all generations in this game. Yeah. Um, and some of them they they may be confused with some people. But to your point, I do I agree. There's like there's a ton of um, there's a ton of different like groups of people. Uh, the game is structured in such a way there there's only one village. Uh, so you may be used to the usual like there's a, there's multiple routes connecting multiple towns. Uh, none of that is here. This is the very old, ancient region of Sino that is not even called Sino. It's, it's called, called Hisui. Hisui. Yeah. Hisui. And uh, there's only one Jubilife village. You may be familiar with Jubilife City. I love in that Pokemon. touch, by the way. That, that was nice. Yeah. But there's only the one Jubilife village. And then you have smaller settlements for the Diamond and Pearl clans. So with, with these different groups of people, there's the, the, the village people, the village people, but yes, there's the, <laughs> but yes, there's the village, the people who live in the village, and there's then there's the two clans. And they have and settlements. Then there are, and they have settlements, and so there's more people there. And there but then you there are have like multiple people, like leaders in the clans, and then yes. there's like, but these are the scouts, a, and these are the security corps. It's like, who are yeah. all these people? Like, it's where like, do they come the from? Captain. You see the captain, and you're like, oh, I guess the captain is the boss. But no, there's the commander. <laughs> and, and they have a whole ranking thing going on. Yeah. It's like, okay, who's the boss here? Anyway, sometimes like, who is talking? I don't even know who's talking anymore. <laughs> and like, why are they saying so many things? What I'll say is for me, the end, so like the start of the game, I was understanding. The middle, I completely lost it. They pulled it together by the end. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like what the I'm way the story right now as concludes. Well. And yeah. I really love some of the stuff that starts to get pulled out of like, well, why is this called Hisui? That's because it's the name of the place. And then, so why do we know it as Sinnoh? It's like, oh, because Sinnoh means God. And mm -hmm. it turns out there are, in our story, two gods of this region. So yeah. it makes sense that eventually you would call it the God region. Yeah. Because there were these two gods that came to this area. Yeah. So I liked all of that. I loved the honestly the world building is really good. Yes. But it falls down because Pokemon stories are complicated and I think the more complicated they're making them without voice acting is that, making it exactly. harder and harder to follow. The, they made it more they made the story more complicated here there's a ton of lore being thrown at you mm -hmm. and explored which is fun because if especially if you're a long time pokemon fan it's fun to make those connections and be like oh yeah yep. i guess that 
thing from the Pokemon games comes from here. And I mean, this is all, obviously this is all made up, right? The Pokemon company decided to, it's not like this lore existed beforehand. It's a fun mechanic that they are introducing in this game, but it's fun to make those connections. But because you don't talk and your only choices are limited to, you know, uh, choosing from a list of answers. And I believe that the outcome doesn't change, even if you pick a specific answer or not. Um, it's, it's all very, what I'm saying is it's all very text heavy, mm-hmm. right? There's a ton of text. And sometimes it does, like I can't help but feel that, that, it, that there, a lot of it is padding, Right, it's just you're just filling minutes of of my time to repeat the same thing over and over. Like I do, like one of my criticism for this game is that a ton of lines of dialogue could have just be like they could have just been one line of dialogue instead of being repeated over and over. Like some concept, concepts, like we get it, you support me or you don't. And sometimes these characters they go on and on and on only to circle back to the <laughs> to the decision they made five minutes ago. Um, so that's something that is especially true toward the the, the final mm-hmm. part of the game of the main story at least where, like you said, they do manage to pull it all together in a nicely, in a nice way, but there are still some moments in the middle where you're like, okay, uh, you want me to, like, there are some parts of the story where they're really chatty, really, they really like to talk, and there's a few too many fetch quests that I did not necessarily enjoy. Like, okay, go there and talk to this person, or go there and pick up this item. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I can see how you wanted to fill it up some more in this part of the game. But in the big picture, like, I think that's fine. While we're talking about some big picture things, what do you think of the visuals of this game? (sighs) So it's not a... Hmm. When you look at it, it, it's a rough game to play on a 4K TV, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I played the entire thing on my TV, not on my Switch. Okay. I have heard that apparently looks so much better on the Switch. Like if you just play okay. it on the Switch, I played the whole thing on okay. the TV. Okay. So on the OLED Switch, it looks a lot better. It gains a lot of points when you play it in portable mode, especially if you have an OLED Switch. Uh-huh. Because here's how I feel about this game beautiful color palette some really nice and great-looking aesthetic choices. I love how the sky is rendered, for example. I love the starry sky. I love the, 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 the cloudy sky uh, and the sunset. Beautiful colors. But, man, is the 3D rough when you look at it yeah. <laughs> up close. Yeah. And, and it's especially rough on a, when you dock the switch and you you know and you play on a, on a 55 inch TV for example yep. you're like Oof, the, the just colors some are nice textures that feels like they just didn't bother like yep yep <laughs> the one thing for me so the professor right he has a badge on his coat right yep and it's just like it's horribly pixelated for the entire yeah. game. I'm like, yeah. did, did nobody play the game? Like in the first conversation, one of the first conversations you have is like face to face with this guy, and it's like a, an eight bit graphic on his chest. And it's like I don't understand what yeah. how this happened. And there's all these weird things like Pokemon popping in and out, 
whether and like sometimes like if you throw if you catch a a, a Pokemon in water, like the ball like kind of mm-hmm. looks like it's on a like it lands on the water. <laughs> it's very yep. strange. Like there is a lot of weird graphical choices that I am ultimately willing to let go. Like it doesn't bother me enough as long as the game is good. Mm-hmm. But but my patience is wearing thin. Yeah. With the Pokemon company. I am willing to let this one go, but the next one has to be better. And and I'll say that like I was more than happy enough with Sword and Shield. Like I love the way that game looked. I thought it looked really nice. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was a little underwhelming. This from a visual perspective, uh, like graphically is a lot underwhelming. That they need to I don't want a Unreal Engine version of Pokemon. No, no. But they have to do more work to get on the level of other Switch games. Yeah, because this is not even on par with Breath of the Wild, no, for example. No. And the popping that you mentioned is horrific when later in the story, uh, so you you can you can tra- traverse the the world of Isui uh, via different Pokemon. You don't have a bike. You can run, but you don't have a bike. You have fast travel, but you can also use Pokemon uh, to to run uh, and to you know to go to, to swim. Basically, you use Basculegion, which is one of the new Pokemon. Um, and you can, you know, use uh, Weird Deer to to go faster, and Ursaluna to go around and dig dig up Sneasel's for treasure. Sneasel is the best one because yes. it lets you climb up mountains. Uh, uh, Sneasler is also one of the new ones, and you can use Isuan Isuan Breviary to fly. And while flying around <laughs> in a 3D world is amazing, like it's an amazing feeling, mm-hmm. man, the 3D pop-in of elements as you fly around yeah. is rough. Like I was you're testing moving it. fast and you're high up, right? Which is like you're the worst possible combination for this game's graphic engine. you can literally see the trees popping from under you yeah. as you fly. I mean, it's, it uh, reminds me a little bit, honestly, of using the motorbike in Breath of the Wild. Like yeah, but I still feel like Breath of the Wild. Oh, it handled it way game. better. But like, yeah. it's a similar kind of thing of like pushing the engine to its limit. But Breath of the Wild has a few problems. This is just like you know, it's it's a real cluster when you start using some of the the speed in the game. Um, mm-hmm. But look, I want to move on from that because everything's yeah, been it's, said, right? Like whatever, yeah, it's you know, fine. I'll forgive uh, whatever. Yeah. I'll let it go. I feel like it's probably worth just stating that I love this game. Like, I just want to get that out of the way because, like, I don't think, I don't know how people would feel, like, think that I'm, because so, I've given some criticism. Is this the best Pokemon game ever? No, it's not. And, you know, like, I feel like over the last X amount of years, on especially on this show, we have said every new Pokemon game is the best Pokemon game ever made. The thing for me is like, well, this isn't Pokemon as I know it. Mm-hmm. So I can't say that it's the best one because they haven't just like taken what was there and improved from it. This is a really, really good game. Like, there are a bunch of things in this game that we're going to talk about that I hope they adopt all over the place and yeah. or make more of these or whatever. Um, 
I really, really loved it. I, I do not know how I would rank it. Like, I, I can't even, like, would it go above or below Sword and Shield? Or does it go above or below Let's Go? Like, where does it go? Mm. I don't know. Well, I can tell you, for me, it's above Let's Go, but below Sword and Shield. So would you say this is the second best game? I think so. I think so. I didn't really connect with Let's Go. Like, I thought Let's Go looked beautiful, and I loved that it was like a throwback to the first generation, but... um. I prefer this one, but I don't prefer it to Sword and Shield uh, because I feel like... So I want to say I love this game. Uh, yep. I, I have, like, my criticisms are the two things that I mentioned so far, and basically that's it. Okay. Um, because I love everything else about this game. And what I'll say about this game is that it makes it really fun. Like, uh, that hadn't happened to me in a while, but as I was playing this game, usually at night, I couldn't stop playing the game. Yeah, I, it I had gave a lot me of those. that, oh, just one more mission. Or, yep. oh, just one more Pokemon. Like, mm-hmm. it gave me that, like, I just want to do five minutes more. Mm-hmm. Mom, please, five minutes more. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it gave me that. And, yeah. it, and it, you know, that's usually, like, a good indication of the fact that it's a good game. That I'm you're feeling playing. the pull. Mm-hmm. Way more than I do usually of a Pokemon game at the stage that I am at. Yes. Yes. This is usually where I would stop. Like, I stopped... Like, I never really played the... I never completed the DLC for Sword and Shield. Mm. So it's kind of like, I think I'm done with this now. But I keep wanting to go back because there are a bunch of things in this game that are just really satisfying. So, like, the way you catch Pokemon... So satisfying. Yes. Like, so all, you just there are no random encounters anymore, right? No. There are no random encounters anymore. You see all the Pokemon. And they the do attack world. you. They, right? Some, some Pokemon, they just ignore you. Others, they attack you on site. Others, they check you out for a few seconds. And then, depending on what you do, if you get too close, they attack you. Like, that aspect is very, like, natural. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I do feel like there there are some elements here that the Pokemon company took from, and Game Freak, they took from Pokemon Snap, for example, in how you observe Pokemon in their natural habitat. Yep. And, and, it's, and it's all very, very organic in mm-hmm. how you walk around and there's, there's Pokemon and, you know, things happen because it's a lived-in world. And mm-hmm. that aspect, I think, it's very nicely done. And, like... The, just the whole the whole system, you know, just having the balls in your hand, and I like that you can very quickly switch between uh, Pokemon and the items you have. Like, there's just yeah. good mechanics for how you choose all that stuff. Um, I'm, I've used, you know, I've not. There's a lot more strategy that to, that you can employ than I do. I mostly just throw Pokeballs at them, the occasional berry if it's a high level Pokemon or whatever. Um, most of the time, I just fight them. Uh, what I really like about this game, what I actually find a draw, the whole way they've worked out the Pokedex is really intriguing to me. The, just the general idea of creating the first Pokedex, mm-hmm. I like that. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like it is a good plot device. Like, the pressure is on me to catalog like, like all the Pokemon. You're creating the, the, the first encyclopedia or yeah. something. Uh, because... Yeah. 
all other Pokedex is just like, well, haven't other trainers done this before? Like, you know, like, and every, like, like surely you already just, know this. Am I just another cog in the wheel? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, why do you need here? me? Like, like, surely someone, mm. surely if you take 20 trainers and combine their Pokedexes, you know, we've got one here. But I like this. I love that it's a paper thing. There's just something nice about that. Of course that. you do. Yeah. I want someone to make one. <laughs> like yeah the game freak should do it there should be a physical version of this pokedex the one that's in the game i just think it'd be amazing mm. um research tasks this is fantastic so the idea that to complete the pokedex you don't even have to catch all the pokemon you yeah. just have to interact with them enough and this is fascinating to me so but even then once you've caught them that isn't enough you still have to do more to complete the Pokedex, I expect. I'm not sure what they considered complete Have enough you yet. Completed the Pokedex? Me, no. Okay. No way. I'm far away from doing that. Okay. Uh, because I assume there has to be a point where you have seen, I guess registered is the proper uh, term, where you have registered all the Pokemon in the Pokedex yep. and you've done all of the research tasks. Yeah, there is a, there is a thing that I am at right now which is asking me to, I think, it says discover all the Pokemon. Like that's right. like my task. So I'm expecting that is not complete the Pokedex. They feel like two different things to me, right? It's like, yeah, you've had, I have to see them all. Right. And that is the first part. And then I guess the next part is complete the Pokedex. Hmm. Um, I just really like it. The research task is just like the way that you catch them, the amount that you can just catch a bunch of them and that can do it. Um, you can evolve them. The evolving animation is amazing. Yes. That's the best visual thing for me in the whole game. It is so aggressive mm -hmm. and cool looking. Or you can like, you see them use certain moves, that kind of stuff. I'm going to tell you something you don't know yet, I don't think. Okay. Because it ties in here for me because it's a kind of a funny thing. Okay. Uh, I was thinking to myself, how am I going to complete this? The start of Pokemon. It's impossible to complete this. Okay. Right? You get them. Ah, uh, okay. You go back after, I think, where you are now. Go speak to the professor, and he just gives you to the other two. Oh, that's convenient. Okay. Yeah. However, don't do what I did. <laughs> Which is? <laughs> so, I put them on my team, right? Yeah. I was just like, oh, I'll just have them build on the experience and then fight them a little bit and evolve them. So, I get all three. Don't evolve the second stage too fast. Because hmm. I didn't complete their Pokedex entries. Ah, right. And you cannot breed in this game. No, so but it's a, uh. you can recatch them again. The starters appear in those time rifts. Okay, okay. That's After fine. After you then. complete the game, you can recatch them in one of those. So I guess at some point, I'll just go get another Rowlet and what's his face? The water one. And uh, Oshawa, yeah, Oshawa, yeah. Mm. And I'll just go get, I guess at some point, I'll just get another two of them and then get them to their second evolution again. And then oh, because you, go, you went with you went with Cinderkill at the I did as you started, yeah. Okay. I'm and that's because I don't think I've ever gone with Cinderkill before. Okay, I'm a grass starter guy and I didn't yeah, want to just go I for that with, again. I went with Rallet myself, Rallet's uh, final evolution is amazing. I love it. My God. All three so... of the final evolutions are amazing. 
the Hisuian, the Suji eye, is incredible looking. It looks yep. to me as if it's got a sombrero thing going yes. on. <laughs> it's and so I love funny. that they change type. Yes, yes. That's a such a fun touch. May, and um, I'll say having all three of them on your team, that is a strong half of a team. I well, that's because the, the, what we are getting into the into into the competitive talk here, which I do want to mention in a few minutes. But uh, one of the key principles behind any competitive uh, team building is to have a strong core. And what you just mentioned, Mike, um, Grasswater Fire is the most popular core in competitive Pokemon because you cover each other's weaknesses excellently. So, well, and also, but then you you've got six types between them, right? And it's not even three types anymore. It's yeah. six of them. So it's really it's a, it's a really well-balanced score. Um, okay, so that's good to know about the starters. I yeah. will keep this in mind. So You can just go you, get them, but make sure that you <laughs> don't evolve them too quickly. Right. Would be my recommendation. I haven't, I haven't... See, that's the thing about the Pokédex. I love the approach. I love this. Um, th- this game is very monster hunter-y in a way, but without the complexity of monster hunter, yeah. right? So you got this central hub the vi- the Jubilife Village, mm-hmm. and you and you have the main mission. I guess they are called missions, which will be the main quests, and the side quests are called requests mm-hmm. from people. It's mm-hmm. literally people asking you about stuff or to do stuff, um, and, and this is very uh, reminiscent of Master Master Hunter for me because some of these quests involve like, oh, can you go check out what's happening with this Pokemon, or can you find me a Pokemon of uh, like a uh, like a version of this uh, Pokemon that is smaller or bigger than the one I have uh, which is another fun touch of uh, of this game which is you can see the actual size of Pokemon yep. when you when you display them outside of their Pokeballs you can take them out and you can talk to them and you and their size is is an actual size so it's relative to to other Pokemon of the same species which is a cool touch side quests in general as an addition to the Pokemon franchise is really good I feel like the side quests are something that should keep on existing because mm-hmm. it gave a reason for NPCs in this game to exist, like for yep. the people in the village and in the in the settlements to be something other than just talking heads. Also, have... the random one that is actually important every now and again, but there's absolutely zero way that you would know that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I do enjoy this structure myself. And there's also more it to makes, do. There's more to do, yeah. so it's it's a lot of content, right? And it's perfect for the switch because it you know it, these missions they especially the requests they lend themselves very well to like oh I got 15 minutes to play this game I guess I'm just gonna mm-hmm. knock a bunch of these off my list. Also helps and you fill totally the works. Exactly, it's giving you um, a reason to go out into the wild. The thing about the Pokédex is that, like, you can. It, it's very. It's done in a very nice way because it, it's very organic in the way that it builds up over the course of the main story. I haven't really been paying attention to my research tasks. Uh, like, I haven't actively sought specific things to do. They just happened, and you yeah. get a little notification yeah, at the top y- of the screen. Yeah. And it's fine. If you just play the game, you will do it a lot. Like, just if yeah. you just catch a bunch or fight a bunch of Pokemon, like, you will just do it, right? Like, you know, and I see, like, I see a thing every now and then. Like, if I catch a Pokemon and it says, like, four out of five, 
and there's another one, I'll just catch the other yeah, one as well. If exactly. I've I've knocked that one off, like that's all leveling up. So I like all of that. Like I like that there's just I have a reason to catch and or fight a bunch of random wild mm-hmm. Pokemon. Like that's just it's, good. That that thing you mentioned, like that notification you get and it gives you the number, it's subtle, but that's part of this feedback loop that the game creates where you're like, Oh, I guess I'm gonna keep doing this and I'm yep. gonna you know, that one more that we yep. mentioned. This game is very good at that because it it keeps you going in a very um in a uh, it's all very natural. Like it's it the best doesn't Pokemon feel game for that kind of that kind it, of like it, it never feels like like a chore. It never feels like you have a to-do list, even though you actually do, like you literally do have a to-do list in this game, but it doesn't feel like one. Talking about the battles, I lost my mind when I started mm. the first battle in this game mm-hmm. because you were just in the world. It's like the anime. It, and it was like... It. Oh my god, that they've done it. Like finally. Yeah. Like, it's taken them 25 years, but they've done it. Like it finally is like the Pokemon battle is just occurring in front of you and everything that's around you was already there. You're not in like a fake place. They've not created this like like you know, like in uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, like everyone mm-hmm. looks physically different now. Uh like you know, I I loved this. I love that you can move around. Because sometimes I want to get a better view. Like sometimes a Pokemon's so big I can't see his HP meter anymore. So I have to physically yep. move back. I like that there are some moves that if you are too close, knock you over. Have you had this? Yeah, yeah. If like, uh, that's the one thing that I that I like about moving around during the battles. I wish I wish there was more. Like I wish your physical presence mm-hmm. in during the battle would do more than just being knocked out if you get too close while a move is happening. Like yep. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't be nice if the backstrike mechanic. So there's a new way to that you even throw Pokéballs in this game is different. If you walk from if you walk to a Pokémon from behind, you can perform a backstrike with your Pokéball where you're going to catch the Pokémon by surprise and you have a higher chance of catching them. Yeah. And you see this with an animation that's like like a like a like an it's not an explosion but just like this animation on screen that tells you just perform the backstrike because you walked from behind. That, however, does not apply during the battles. So you can walk around while the battle is ongoing, and it's still turn-based. Uh, it's still there's some difference that we're gonna mention in a couple of minutes. It's not exactly anymore, though. Uh, well, it's yeah, it is turn-based. Well, but... I mean, it, you can affect the turn more yes, than that's you ever the could thing. before. Yeah, but you during the battle, and that's my complaint here you cannot go behind the opposing Pokemon and do the backstrike. I just assumed that would work. Oh, like when you're trying to catch them? When you're trying you're to catch them. You're not saying you want to like, punch the Pokemon in the back of the head or whatever. No, no, <laughs> it's no, like, just, I'll show you. No, I don't want to touch the Pokemon, but like if I... Yeah. Otherwise, like what's the purpose of like being able to move around it's cool, the man. battlefield? It's, it's cool. cool, and I'll give you that. But... Why not bring the backstrike from when you're walking around yeah. also inside the battle? That's a, that's a decent but, idea. That's a decent idea. But so you mentioned the you you can affect the turns, and that is the I think the biggest change um, from a battling perspective. And maybe in the future, if if uh, Game Freak ever 
brings over some ideas from this game to the you know to the next mainline Pokemon game. Uh, this could have some major consequences for competitive play. Uh, the strong style and agile style, yeah, which was created in the first Sword and Shield DLC, right? Well, it's kind of <laughs> it's it's reminiscent of that, right. but it's not really like the same you, you, thing. You, you chose a Pokemon that had a style, didn't you? But like exactly, that's yes. where the, this first kind of this this terminology the, came from. Uh, yeah, the rapid style Urshifu. I think yeah. that was the that was the thing. Uh, but here, uh, it's it's very intriguing because you can so you can perform and move the regular way. Uh, and it's just a standard move with the standard, you know, accuracy and power. Or you can choose to perform the move in an agile style or in a strong style. In the agile style, uh, the mu- the move will have reduced power, so you will do less damage. But your next turn may come before the opposing Pokemon. Or you can perform a move in the strong style and you will do more damage. However, your next turn will be delayed. Now, this brings over some really interesting strategic elements to it, because you may be finding yourself in a situation where like, the, po- the opposing Pokemon doesn't have uh, as, as a ton of life, uh, of health points left. And you're like, well, I guess I could risk it and perform a move in the strong style and maybe knock knock out the Pokemon in one move. But if I don't, then I will likely receive two moves from the opposing yep. Pokemon because my turn will be delayed. It's very interesting. There's interesting the stuff like... Um You've probably had I had a bunch of encounters this way, which is annoying. Uh, a, custom, a, a Pokemon that can heal itself. Yeah, doing that move in agile style, you get two heals. Very smart. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, annoyingly, this did not work for my uh, like a thunder wave attack that I was trying to do, where I try and paralyze them and then attack them. It's like nope, every single time, I'd hit the it, it wouldn't give me the extra move straight after. I'm gonna give you a tip. I'm gonna give you okay. a tip, which is very spammy, but it totally works. And if they ever do bring this to competitive play, they should fix this for sure. Strong style hypnosis. <laughs> you go from a 75% accuracy to a 90% accuracy. Um, and it's oh. it's like this is how I've been catching all the Pokemon. <laughs> Honestly, like oh. I have a I have a drift blim that I caught I, I caught a drift loon at the beginning of the game, evolved into drift blim, which by the way, uh drift blim totally works in this game because it's got a ton of, of health points and there aren't that many opposing ghost types or, or dark types Pokemon so it totally works in a lot of scenarios you master hypnosis you do strong style hypnosis and you get the Pokemon not to sleep, I'm going to talk about this in what well, I have a competitive uh small section that I want to cover. Okay. But you get the Pokemon drowsy and then it's go time. You can do some damage. You can throw Pokeballs. It's very spammy, but it totally works. So you got the 90% accuracy with Hypnosis and Drift Bleam is a fast Pokemon. It's a good strategy. Yeah, for me, my strategy for catching Pokemon has been, uh, I have a Luxray. Okay, Thunder Wave. Yeah, I've just I been Thunder yeah. Waving them. That's yeah. how I catch like every alpha Pokemon. Just yep. throw them in, get a get get one off. Uh, my team, I kept pretty chill for most of the game. Like, 
I caught uh, like you know like my first ones is like I caught Aluxio and just kept him around because I just loved him. Um, and the bird Pokemon his name I can't remember now, which is really annoying me. The one that's like right at the very beginning of the game. I'm looking through Cerebi Star- right now. Staraptor. Yeah. Yeah. Starvi. Uh, Starly, Staravia, Staraptor. Yeah, I didn't really change my team very much throughout the course of the game. I okay, was like, interesting. I settled on a team really early and liked it a lot and didn't want to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of would swap in maybe the occasional alpha Pokemon that I caught. Like I got like an alpha whale. I'm really bad with the names of the. I never internalized anything other than the original 150. Uh, the Whalerin, the big Warus okay. guy. Yep. I caught yep. one of those. I was like, this thing is amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, he stuck around for a while. Um, and now I'm like, all the, th- I've, got, I've got the three starters um, and Luxray, the bird. <laughs> Star- Staraptor. I feel like an old man. And I can't remember who my, my sixth Pokemon is on the team now, but I've been, pr- I've been pretty happy, like, nice, tinkering nice. around with that, but like, kept um, it pretty chill. Yeah, I got three alpha. I've been changing up a ton. As I've been catching alphas way above my level thanks to the yep. hypnosis That's technique. That's cool. That's a smart idea. Yeah, I got 11, uh, a level 70 electivire. Oh my God, trying to beat that thing was really hard. I had to like, yeah. I ended up coming back later and getting it. Um, but yeah. that, was, that so, was a tough, tough fight. Yeah, uh, so my team is uh, the CGI... Um, uh, Driftblim, which I caught at the beginning of the game, is my boy for putting other Pokemon to sleep. And a Togetic that I do want to evolve into a Togekiss because I love Togekiss, but I cannot find the Shiny Stone. I will have to find the Shiny Stone. And then I have my level 70 Alpha Electivire, my level 60 huge Alpha Garchomp, and uh, my... Oh, another... uh, I needed a fire Pokemon in my squad, so I evolved um, the... um, I have a Magmortar, basically. Uh, What's it called? The the, the one before Magmortar? Um, Magma. Magmar, yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got I got those six Pokemon in in my team. Oh man, you should get. Uh, I haven't got one yet, but the the, the Arcanine. Oh my god, the Yasui Arcanine is amazing looking. Yeah, can you catch them? I I haven't found them. Oh, I get. I figured, but I guess maybe not. Maybe not. No, I don't know. I get. No, I guess you can. If they're in in the Pokedex, you can catch them. I haven't seen them. I haven't spe- see especially these past uh, few hours because I really wanted to get going on the story. I've been grinding a lot. I've been walking around a lot and catching a lot of Pokemon, but I, this past, uh, I would say the past two, three main story missions, I've just been going, you know, flying around yeah. on Braviary and just, you know, going fast mm-hmm. with the main story. Um, I do want to cover a few interesting points yeah. in terms of mechanics that they have changed yeah. and how they may or may not have some repercussions on competitive play in the future. So we mentioned the strong style and the agile style mm-hmm. um, strategies during battles. Uh, they do bring some complications for some moves, like you know spamming strong style hypnosis or sp- spamming strong style thunder wave, for example. That could be prob- problematic in online play uh, because you know it's, it wouldn't be nice to just uh, have a guarantee that you're gonna paralyze the opponent. That being said, they do ha- they have changed 
the sleep status, which I think is... So uh, putting out the Pokemon to sleep has been one of the hot debates in the Sword and Shield competitive community. It's a very popular thing to do online, to use the to use sleep. Now, the thing about sleep is that, um, it, you know, it's not always accurate. Moves like hypnosis or sleep powder, they're not, uh, you know, they're not 100% accurate, but there are ways to make it more accurate. And sleep, usually... Your Pokemon is guaranteed to lose at least one turn, but it could be put to sleep for up to three turns, and then it wakes up. But you do you do have a guarantee that you're going to lose one turn in Sword and Shield. In Arceus, sleep, it's not called a sleep status anymore. Your Pokemon gets drowsy. And basically, being drowsy works like confusion, like being confused. You're drowsy, and for up to three turns, I believe, you may or may not be drowsy and therefore not move. But there's a good there's a chance that you may be drowsy and still, you know, perform all your moves as always. Like or maybe it's like being paralyzed, yeah, it's I like think being this confused. I think this I is think better. I think this is better. I think this is more bad. And like the instant, like, all right, you're sleeping now. It's yep. like this is this because this this levels that out a bit more because it was like you had the uh, statuses that would take damage from you every turn. Yep. You'd have the statuses which you are under but may or may not impact you. And then the god tier sleep, right? Yep. It's like instant yep. and now you're out of play. Or, or being frozen. That was also terrible. But wasn't frozen like paralyzed though? Like you, you wasn't necessarily immediately frozen you need you need you are no you're always immediately frozen you may thaw eventually okay i don't remember how many turns you gotta wait for that it's being frozen sucks honestly um there is a new status which is frostbite frostbite is interesting because it's like the opposite of burn uh so burn in competitive play you you have residual damage on each turn and your attack uh, is a stat is cut in half. Mm-hmm. Frostbite. This is something that the competitive community has been asking for a long time. Um, you get the residual damage on each turn, but your special attack is cut in half uh, right. while you have frostbite. So that's also an interesting change that I would like to see in the future in competitive play. Talking about statuses, though, I find it yeah. really weird how they automatically clear at the end of every battle. That is weird. Like you, uh, whether you're paralyzed or poisoned, it, it kind of just feels like matter. something they forgot. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a decision because I don't <laughs> know like, what oh. the decision would be. Like it's just like oh, I wouldn't bother doing that part. Yeah, yeah. Um, no hold items, so uh, you cannot assign an item to to your Pokemon in mm. in this game, uh, which has some interesting consequences. Uh, if I were to imagine like a, a competitive aspect here, um, one of the popular strategies in online play is to use this item called an Eviolite. An Eviolite is like this item that you give to a Pokemon that you do not want to evolve, and if you give an Eviolite to certain Pokemon, uh, you that are not evolved, you're gonna double like. No, you're going to multiply by y 1.2x their defense and special defense stats. A really popular strategy, for example, is to use Eviolite Togetic or Eviolite Dusclops. Uh, there are uh, species of Pokemon that you could evolve 
to a Dusk Noir or to a Togekiss, but if you don't, if you keep them to the previous evolution and you give them this item, you're going to make them cute little tanks, basically, because they have a boosted <laughs> defense. Even like Dusclops, man, I've won so many matches online. It is terrible and beautiful at the same time. But no hold items in this game. Um, but, but you choose to evolve them, though. You choose to evolve them. Now that's really, that was really interesting. interesting to me. And you choose the moves. Oh, this is my favorite thing. Right? That you can just, you have like a menu of moves and you can just change them as much as you want. At I love this. I, this is one of my very favorite things in the whole game. I love it. And no technical machines either. I love that. Yeah. You don't have to collect them. You just, uh, at some point, your Pokemon learns a move. If you want to use the strong style and the agile style move, you got to master the move, yeah. which you can do in a couple of ways. It can either occur naturally. There are There is a way to teach set of moves, though. Like there are, Or you can go, the, the move tutor, basically, yeah. Yeah. is now this, uh, this, this, this character that can either teach you moves or if in exchange for a new item called uh, a seed, uh, what's it called? The seed, mas a seed mastery? Seed of mastery? Seed, seed of like mastery. Mm. Uh, in exchange for that item, you can master a move. When you master a move, you can use that move in strong and agile style. I don't know why anyone would use that. You should use the Pokemon enough and they'll the master all their moves. Yeah, like since I did it because I wanted to get it quickly. I wanted to use a, a move quickly, yeah. Uh, no breeding, as we mentioned, mm -hmm. so you cannot, uh, you cannot breed the perfect Pokemon, which brings me to the most important thing for, um, you know, there's the different shiny rates, catching mechanics. I don't really, that's not really uh, relate related to competitive it just you know for you know if you want to show off a shiny pokemon i did encounter one shiny pokemon and i accidentally uh killed it so that was stupid of me uh, i call uh, but it shiny I, but i don't remember what it was yeah <laughs> I, I just it's like oh yeah uh i can't remember but i know i, I caught a pokemon that was a different color mm, which is nice the main thing right Nice. The one, the most important thing that has changed is they have, it seems, entirely replaced the whole uh, IV and EV mechanic for um, competitive Pokemon players. Um, we talked about this two years ago when I was in lockdown and I got really into competitive play. We did a, an episode of Remaster about competitive Pokemon. If you missed that and if you want to check it out, it still applies to Pokemon Sword and Shield, so go check it out. Um, but essentially, uh, in there was a whole secondary aspect of Pokemon games where each Pokemon can have better stats depending on some individual um, values, the IVs, that you could optimize with effort values. Um, it's, it gets very complicated, real complicated, real fast. But in this game, they it seems to me like they've tried to simplify this mechanic while still giving you some control when uh you have uh effort levels they are called now uh these are the individual stats like uh health points uh attack defense special attack special defense and speed um when you catch a, a regular wild pokemon uh you're gonna see these numbers next to them uh in a circle and with generic, like, you know, wild Pokemon, these numbers are going to be at zero. But then later in the game, as you start catching alpha Pokemon or wild Pokemon at more 
at higher levels, this effort levels for individual stats are going to have some numbers next to them, like two or three. And you can raise them. You can raise these numbers up to to up to 10, I believe, for each stat. And you can do so using grit item. Yeah, and I liked doing this. I could understand this system. Right? The IV EV system I never got, but the grit system exactly. I've been using it. So you have grit dust, grit gravel, grit pebble, and a grit rock. Uh, that you know each of these grit items you can use f- to raise uh, these effort levels beyond a specific point. For example, the dust g- uh, gets you from level zero to level three. The gravel from level three to five. The pebble from six to eight, and the rock from eight to nine. Uh, I believe 9 or to 10, I guess. Uh, But yeah, I found this to be, honestly, the competitive nerd in me loves the total amount of the the sheer data and the complexity that comes with the traditional system, right? Oh, you're breeding a Pokemon, but you gotta. Oh, do you have the the best stats in all the in all the in all the different attack and defense and all those uh, areas. And so you keep reading until you get the perfect Pokemon. It's very nerdy and fun in its own way. But I gotta say, I think this will this makes the that aspect of like making sure that you have the best the best possible version of a Pokemon much more approachable much for more approachable. a ton of people. I would never do, do ever bother with those statistics, but yeah. I've been looking at it in this game. And I could see how a version of this could work in the future if they want to make that whole thing a bit more approachable by mm-hmm. folks. Like, okay, sure, you maybe they they can restore breeding, and with the breeding they can you know bring over like passing down certain statics statistics from the parent pokemon to the you know to the to the <laughs> child pokemon um maybe that can come back but i do like that they have made raising the effort levels more approachable than in the past. In the past, you could do it in Sword and Shield with the with the battle caps. Uh, it's it's much better now, mm-hmm. and I think they should consider keeping the system, making it maybe a little more f- flexible for competitive folks. But the fact that you said like I, for the first time, I actually cared about that aspect. That says a lot, I think. Alpha Pokemon and Alpha Pokemon Battles. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yes. Uh, I love Alice. that they're adding like real hard battles with good rewards. It's yeah. very normal for me that to catch a Alpha Pokemon, it burns through my entire team. Right? It I had that a does. lot. <laughs> right? A lot. Like it's going to take all of them out, you know? And like I might do a revive or two, but, or I've got a strategy and usually I would usually fight them a couple of times and get killed by it. Um, I love that when you when you Pokemon Blackout, you just run away. Like, it's just good. Like, I like that system. You just run, like, you physically just run, and, you know, and just, like, go deal with it. Uh, I like that. But, so, like, I, you know, and, and that was good. Like, I like that, and the reward was good, right? You'd end up with an excellent Pokemon at the end of it. Uh, what do you think of the Frenzy Pokemon battles? Uh, some of them were surprisingly challenging, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sh- I really struggled with the Arcanine one. Um, I I feel like 
it's fun to have boss battles in a Pokemon game. Like, mm-hmm. these are boss battles, right? You cannot catch these Pokemon. Uh, you just gotta figure out the... La- it's very m- Metroid-y in a way. Like, you gotta learn the patterns of these Pokemon and, like, how to avoid their moves. And it's very action-y, which I like. I have missed the the gyms and the badges sometimes. I was like, eh, you know, and the league. Like, I have... The thing about this game, I have missed the uh, the the pomposity of it all. You know, oh, there's a league and you're the champion. Yeah. Like, I have missed that, but because I've grown up with it, right? It's just, it's. I think I, I'm used to it. I have found the the action battle, like the the battles with the frenzies like a good diversion from the usual Pokemon stuff in the future. I would like to still have this. Like I have, I have enjoyed the more direct. In this game, it's more. It feels more like of an ecosystem, which is kind of funny because a bunch of people in this game are scared of Pokemon, right? Because they don't know them, but because it's an ancient world, it's an old world. Technology hasn't taken over, right? And so it's all very natural. Mm-hmm. Like you talk to Pokemon, you touch them, you engage with them, and and it, it and it's all very natural. In the later, you know, in the future, I guess, uh, with the league and the gyms, um, I'm not gonna say the Pokemon are like appliances. Well, but they are. They're, they're just used. They're you know, used Pokemon a, are yeah. mostly used by uh-huh. people, and so I have enjoyed this sort of like primordial aspect of like you know, Pokemon are wild creatures, and we're scared of them, and we're not gonna just use them. You gotta pay attention to them. So. I do wish this more direct relationship continues to exist in the series. So I really liked the the difference. You know, like this is something else that's happening and I, I would quite like this for maybe for legendary Pokemon. You know, like that's how you could maybe take this and plant it over on the regular strain. You know, like your legendary birds or whatever have to be caught this way or something. Um, the mechanic is not polished enough. Right, mm-hmm. there needs to be better movement of your character. Just dodge to deal with everything <laughs> it's is not awkward. Yeah, like I don't know about you, but the final battle, like of the of the Sinnoh, you know, like you get one, and then the second one you have to fight in this way. I could not complete this without using the continue. Like, I do not know how it's possible to do it. Hmm. Like, I really, really struggled with it. Maybe I just didn't put enough time in. I was like, I'll forget it. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to say, yeah, okay, go for it. Was this the one or was it, or is it another one later on? But there is one where it's like, I don't even know how it's possible to defeat this Pokemon in this way. Hmm. So I struggled with that part. Um, And I think it's because I just don't really feel like there is enough like that I have enough movement, I have enough uh, control over the character, everything's just jumping out of the way. But I still like it. I like the idea. I like throwing things at the Pokemon, you know, like, and then you throw in a, and you fight it for a bit. And like, I, it was more involved and I enjoyed that. It was like a lot going on. So I would like that, but I do want gyms back. Yeah. I don't want there to never be gyms again. I don't think there will be. But what I would like is a mixture of these two things, right? I miss the 
six battles in a row of trainers, right? Like there wasn't really a lot of trainer fighting in this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know why the mechanics are so unfair that tr so many trainers can use multiple Pokemon at me at once and I can only use one at a time. I don't know what's yep. going on there. I also yep. don't understand why there are moves where it hurts the Pokemon and knocks me over, but only the one Pokemon. Like, what is that? Wait, why doesn't it hurt all multiple Pokemon? Like, there's too many instances in this game where you're fighting multiple Pokemon, but no moves can hurt all Pokemon for what I've been able to see. Like, yeah. and I find that to be odd. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed the mixture of the frenzied Pokemon, but I would like to see that kind of refined a bit. But also for me in the future, not at the expense of the gym system. Yeah, I I I don't disagree with that. And I and I think I think we should wonder where does the series go from here? Right? Because we've seen, so we've seen a, a remake. So we've seen the DLCs to Soul and Shield. Then we see the remakes from Diamond and Pearl. And now we get Arceus with this op open world-ish mechanic and a, and, a, and a structure that has story missions and side quests and a ton more freedom when it comes to, um, you know, the, 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 con the, the continuity between exploring the world, catching Pokemon and going back to exp exploration and, you know, uh, inventory management, which is not oh, ideal we haven't even in this game. Spoke about that. Inventory management it's can jump off a cliff. It's terrible. The frigging guy gotta, with the blackmail uh, for the no, oh, whatever. It's a scam. You yeah. gotta pay to get more slots. Why does in it your keep inventory? growing in price? Like, how and, much harder yeah. is it? Like, let me I'm buy sure bigger a, bags. I would be happier with just, that. Right? Exactly. Or let me craft a bigger yeah. bag. Oh, crafting, know, by so. the way, excellent as an addition to the Pokemon series. Yes, Love it. I. So uh, that's exactly it. I think there are some elements that I would love to continue having in a Pokemon game, like crafting, side quests, uh, how there is easy... Not any, there is every single element they added to this game I want in all other Pokemon games. But I want them to be mixed in. Yes. Yeah. To the existing kind of... And I don't necessarily... No, I'm not saying like I, I want there to be more variants to the st overall story of a Pokemon game. But the structure can still have some similarities. Like, I would love to see a mixture, basically. That's what I would like. And it's what I hope they will do. So I, my expectation is that the Pokemon company, my hope would be, and my expectation would be, is they are now working on a new game. The next game mm. that mm. would be, in theory, the follow-up to Sword and Shield. But I expect to bringing in some of the mechanics of Arceus. Because that has been the way that they've gone over the last few years, right? Like, you can look at, like, from game to game, they're, like, bringing things. Like, this, some of these mechanics, they were in Let's Go, right? As you pointed out, right? That there's, yeah. like, Pokemon running around. You can throw Pokeballs at them and stuff. I mean, but my expectation is in the short to midterm, like I reckon it's probably two years away, at least. It's there'll not be be this year. For there'll sure. be Arceus DLC, I guess. I guess. Right? Like that would make sense for them. Gives them a break a bit. They could like next year. And they could probably go until sometime next year. They could probably take this all the way to November twenty twenty three, maybe. I don't know. But we'll see. But like some Arceus DLC in 2023 or announced at the end of 2022 would be great. And then maybe for 2023, 2024, there is a new Sword Shield-esque bigger game 
with some of these mechanics in, I'd be very, very happy with that. Very, very happy with that. Yeah. Usually, usually, um, the the thing about the Pokemon Company and Game Freak, they have done a, a mainline Pokemon game every three years w- uh, with the expansions in between, but that was before the Switch. Yeah, it all changed with the Switch. It's all different now. It's all different now, and so what we can say is that we got Pokemon Sword and Shield in 2019, uh, and we got um, the remakes in 2021, uh, then we got Arceus in early 2022. What's going to happen next? Because I don't really think they're going to do a third game in the Sword and Shield universe because no, they've done no, DLCs no. for those. Yeah, it'll be DLC for Arceus is next. I, I think DLC for Arceus is next. And what we're going to get is probably like I could see another Let's Go. Or I could see an announcement of the next mainline Pokemon game for 2023. However, like we're not going to get it this year. This year we're going to get Arceus DLCs, probably a mystery dungeon game. That's one of the other spinoffs that they from back in the DS days. And and then more Arceus DLCs. And I want to finish the post game to try and understand where they might go with the DLC in terms of like oh, areas or There's no the logical path I can imagine. But Interesting. there wasn't a logical path for Sword and Shield. It's like, oh, hey, there's another they island just, over there. Did you just know? Came up with, <laughs> Did you miss like, it? <laughs> you know, it's so, like, I can imagine. Don't you know, it was there all along. Honestly, really. f- I reckon more Frenzy Pokemon is an easy thing to do and, you know. Mm. Also, it's like with the way, even where you are, you can see that it's like it's a world that's beginning to change. They could do, honestly, oh, the first gyms. We have built a new city. <laughs> no, the first gyms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, totally. Totally. Being they the, the beginning like of a, the gym system. Like, like they could do like multiple trials when, when you have the first gyms and maybe new, new, new villages, new cities. Uh, they could actually, you know, DLCs could follow the the history of Isui become Sino. Like that Ooh, could be, be nice. what the, what the DLC does. Like it would be fun to see like a what actually watch a city being built over time. Like that could be fun. Um, but yeah, I do feel like uh, there are some missteps, obviously. But this is also a very different Pokemon game that, than anything we've played before, and. They have thrown a bunch of ideas at the wall, and I think a ton of a, a lot of them are gonna stick, because a lot of them they're not just fun spin-offs on on the usual, they are generally better ways to accomplish the same thing. Like catching Pokemon this way, it's a better way to catch them. Like I don't need to fear that I'm walking around in a cave and a Zubat is gonna randomly attack me, you know. Like, I can see it, and I can run, or I can choose to fight it, but, like, the choice is mine, and the structure with the missions and the requests, like, all of those aspects, all of this, like, you know, this breath of the wild-inspired elements mixed in with new ways to accomplish the same Pokemon tasks, those are all gonna stay, and and I would be disappointed if you know in in a few months, in I, or maybe next year, we're talking about whatever comes after Sword and Shield, whatever they're gonna name it, and and we're back to okay, so random encounters are back, and catching Pokemon is back to the old like, 
I want to see these changes yeah. actually continue and be refined. I guess that's how I would sum it up. Like, I agree. Please keep them, refine them for the next game. And I would like more Legends games. Hmm. Hmm. I like the idea of going back and telling the beginning of Regions. Hmm. Well, that could be a series of, of its own. Kanto, right? Johto. Like, I would like that, you know? Oh, you could see you could see you could see Mewtwo being you know created exactly all experiment. that stuff. Like, huh. ultimately, they are going to run out of games to remake. <laughs> you know, like it, it can't <laughs> I mean, keep doing that forever. And it's catching; they're catching up to themselves, I think, too quickly. So, I would love to see that. Like, go back and do some some stories in the beginning of these regions. It'd be fun. 